0: This is the week of Veterans Day. And in honor of the holiday this week, I'm going to be featuring military leadership and the best practices in military leadership for my podcast. And for those of you who've been listening to me for a while and who know me, you know that I actually was an active duty Army officer. So, I am going to draw on lessons that I learned while I was in the military and now that I'm in a business context and in the business world, I'll just share with you what I think carries over from the military even to the business setting and those same lessons can be applied today for business. One of the first aspects I want to talk about is understanding the why and the purpose for what you do. The military is very big on this. The military really believes in having a mission and having the organization be mission-driven, goal-directed, and focused. So for example, when I was stationed at Fort Riley at the 1st Infantry Division, this was back at the time before all of the Desert Wars. It was during the time of the Cold War when the biggest threat was considered to be the Soviet threat. The area that we were focused on and that we were protecting was Europe. So when you were first arriving to the unit, all of this was explained. And it was explained what kind of threats we would be looking for, how we would be deployed, and all of the work that we did was so that if anything should happen in Europe, we could be there and help to defend our allies and also our own interest over in the European theater. So that why and that purpose is very important to the military, and you want every person from the lowest ranking to the highest ranking to really understand what that mission, purpose, and why are all about. Number two, In the military, there's a strong emphasis on leveraging the power of community. Even though you may be an individual soldier, you really exist most profoundly within the confines of your unit or your military family or your team. And almost everything is done through teamwork. And through units working together. It's very much a collectivist culture, recognizing that there's true power, strength, and encouragement in the collective. And if you think about the mission of the military and how difficult it is, if you think about war fighting, you think about defending people against enemies and, and so on, there could be scenarios when if you are alone, You may give up too easily. You might not toe the line. And yet with your partners and buddies there, you can last another hour, another day, another week, another year. And so the military recognizes that it takes that whole team to really hang in there together to complete tough and difficult missions. Number three, what I would say, is that the military spends a lot of time on training, developing, and preparing people. In fact, more time is spent training than actually doing the real work. You're going to train more often than you're actually going to be out there fighting in real combat. So there are lots of drills, lots of exercises, and lots of simulations that are designed to give you a real-world experience of what you can expect when you go live in a combat environment. And back in my time in the military, I remember that we had this equipment that you would wear and you would engage in these dramatized battles where, in my case, since I was with the Army Medical Department, we were defending the battalion aid station It was simulated that we were overrun by enemy troops or whatever. So as these enemies are coming in, I'm wearing personal equipment and then also all of our other equipment like tanks and so on also have the equipment engaged. So if you get killed, if someone actually fires their weapon in such a way that with real live ammunition or they blow up a tank in such a way that if it was a live bomb, it would explode and be inoperable your equipment would ring and let you know that you were dead. Or it would ring on that piece of equipment to let you know it's not operational. You can't use it. It's gone. It's not in service anymore. Well, this was excellent feedback to really understand what would work and also what didn't work. That kind of regular and realistic training so you would know what is going to occur in the real situation. And actually, even today, with the Navy SEALs, they can spend about one and a half years training for six months of work that they're going to do on a special maneuver. That's one and a half years to do six months of work. So imagine that the preparation is three times longer than the actual engagement. And then number four, what I'd like to share with you today is about selection. There are some jobs in the military that require a very specialized temperament. They might require very specialized skills and abilities. And not everyone can do those jobs. There are some jobs that are very high risk where what the military is looking for are people who have what's called high adaptive performance. And in order to figure that out, you put people through situations and scenarios and you assess them. So the assessment is not just paper and pencil. You have some of that. In addition, you're putting them in mock situations that are very tough and very challenging where they have to make in the moment, on the spot, critical decisions. As evaluators are watching these candidates go through this experience, they're assessing them. They're looking to select the few who have the success factors for whatever the high risk job is that they're profiling at the time. As they watch people In real life, who are successful in real missions, they begin to identify the success factors. And then, as they're selecting people, they test you and see to what extent you have those. Well, it can take as long as even four weeks to assess someone to see if they have that high adaptive performance. Understanding the why and purpose is important. Leveraging the power of community or teamwork is also important. Thirdly, training, developing, and preparing. And then four, selecting the right people for the right job. Now, in business, of course, you want your employees similarly engaged so that they understand why they're there, what the purpose of the organization is, and so that they're working together in a high-performance team environment, because you've heard me say before, when you're working as a high-performance team, you're going to get more of the work of the organization done. And you want people who are trained, who are regularly being developed, regularly being prepared, and you're clearly wanting to select the right people for the right positions. So there may not be too many degrees of separation between what matters in military leadership and what also matters in the business world. So as you can see, there are a lot of insights that I can bring to you from my military background as well as my corporate business experience. And those insights can be implemented in your organization for greater success. In addition, I want to say, stay tuned for the next episode, where I'll also be sharing some additional insights, best practices for military leadership. And again, you don't have to wait that long. Contact me now. I'd love to come and talk to you about leveraging the insights we talked about today for your amazing success. leadership resources.